not necessarily you're listening to the wrong people. Now it's like you're looking at the wrong place. You the wrong people. You the wrong yeah. people on Instagram. Right? So we were, we're, that sucks, but almost every single thing we're doing right now is really sixty, right? Uh, 59% you can live in Vegas. So you can live in Vegas. At least 70%. We want to get to 70 yeah, and the, and the other thing I want to tell you is be, be very aware. There's a lot of people out there that think they, they are better because they get two or three picks right. And you know, have a good run. And anybody can have a good run. I'm on Twitter all the time, and there's a lot of people out there that put, that put their three, their best. I have started to do one pick a day. Because I feel like that I'm, I don't say the same quality, but I, but I think I know what I'm knowledgeable about based on what we do here. To just, and I've been wanting to do it for a while, so I just started doing it this way. Trying to put three things in one whatever it is. So you gotta, you gotta know who to follow, and you gotta know how to get these groups in front of So, and yeah, without reaching Scott, that don't reach everybody. I reach the people who uh, at least are in the 60s. Right? So if you haven't done any research on things, you end up blindly or uh, research out of pain and you're unsure about it. I'll be you. And it's just like, look, Scott, I know that Scott's going to be right between six and eight. And that's the thing. If you so look at it this way, if you're in baseball and you can get three hits on three teams, that's like three hundred. That's pretty good. If you're in betting, you can get three out of ten. Like that's terrible. So you need to get seven. You need to get at least six to be credible because fifty-nine point five percent is is the Las Vegas bet. So um, so if you can get eight out of ten, it's eighty percent, and that's about as high as you you can go without. Probability theory, right? So probability yes. theory, the highest level of probability is 80%. And there's a 20% luck factor because this is something we'll get into the podcast. This podcast, we'll go through the rules again like we did last year, uh, what we based it on, and what we communicate here. One of the 10 rules is that, and you know if you agree, Scott, that we live in an uncertain, Chaotic world. It doesn't matter if you look. My wife is watching now. Uh, Maine uh, cabin. Right, and they rehabilitate uh, cabins, right, in the boondocks, in the middle of nowhere, Maine. So even if you live in one of those cabins in the middle of nowhere, Maine, you still live in a unpredictable, chaotic life. Well, more than other than the weather, right? To get the weather up. Some days, if you live in a northern town in Maine, some days you can't go outside because it's so below, right? Yep. And the thing is, Josh has said, and we have said time and time podcast is number one, if you've never watched the people, never watched the TV before, don't bet it because you don't know. And number two, you need to do your research. And if you do the research, you're 
strong inside if you if you feel really good about it and that's that's me i when i put picks out there when i say like nfl i study every game but when i put picks out there like other nba i'm only looking at one or two games i'm not looking at the full full slate and i'm zeroing in on that because again you're not gonna spend the day every day to look at every play Monday and Tuesday, you can split the schedule into two even segments of work. Right now, you got baseball, hockey, basketball. You don't have enough time in the day to look at all those things, like you said. You can just research two or three on each sport, and then you put the bets in. So you have nine bets in, you have three on each sport where you look at the sport. Yeah, and then you can look at what I call the guy switch map. Because uh, my professional, this is my job, my professional, you have to do a lot of reading. You have to do a lot of research. So at this point in time, I let baseball, the hockey go. Yeah, because I have to do it for my job. My job is to read, uh, have to review things with clients who are super rich and they're going to leave for the summer. Is then going to leave, you know, uh, I got two sets of clients. I have some clients who leave for the summer, they go out on a yacht somewhere in the Mediterranean, and you could go out together, you know, go to France or whatever, and then they text me, oh, I see this Tom Brady, I see Daniel Snyder. I'm like, I do not want to know. <laughs> it's best that you don't text me because you don't know, you don't want the FBI to look at your text. Because everything you write, every email you send, is being monitored. Okay. So, for people who are going to leave all summer and they have a 100, 500 page tax return, but I'm not on account. I can only do five tax returns a year. It's my limit, my law. So I'm not on account. But I know the inside, I can read the law. Every year, I have to read the whole tax code. So, this is the time of the year after the NCA. Uh, every morning, some people read the Bible every morning. Every morning, I read the tax code, right? Because I got into this to make money, to make my clients money. So as I got in, the more money the clients had, the more they said, God, calm down. I've been rich all my life, you've been poor all your life. So let me change the tax. I want to keep my money. I don't need to be making anymore. <laughs> Part of the podcast is. To help people make money, so I can get that out. Yeah, yeah. or else it's just going uh, nowhere. So one of the big podcasts last week that did really well was on Jason Service. And you said, okay, how does a guy that's just successful have all this money, have all these connections, uh, lose it? So we're going to go uh, narrow. We're going to go wide to narrow. And we started with. What's your memory about Mike Hill, uh, Scott? And I know Mike Hill's going to be listening to this. Yeah, he's from up there with you. Uh, I know he's going to be listening to this. I uh, got a good reaction when I contact him on Twitter. So, so he's, he's from the New England area. Right. He had to go into seclusion, which means he left the United States and went someplace else, yeah. go into seclusion, to avoid 
huge oversight in 2004 and you told me earlier maybe 2003 and 2004 right that's how i saw it but uh, and i heard that uh, mr melnick <clears throat> was a, was sick and that was the year that i won and and i really do think that he should have won it that year You did an awful lot of winning, and you remind everyone always that your percentage was nothing out of the ordinary, uh, that a lot of the horses that you claimed and dropped down 
uh, didn't necessarily show a profit. But you have the, I think you're the only guy out there that ever has accusers and no positive tests. Now, you, you did say, you owned up to this, that I think it was 1993 or something or 2003. It was many years ago. You did 94. get a bad, 94, you did get a bad test, didn't you? How about this? Uh, I had to fire my trainer. I didn't have a trainer. It was the very first horse I ever ran came back with a test. And I fired him that morning, so it was that trainer's horse. But what was really going on, and it's always been an issue for me, is me fighting corruption in thoroughbred racing. They had a HPA union there that they were selling out its membership, telling it'd be year-round racing if they got slot machines. The truth is, I sat in those meetings. It was going to be a six-week meet. When I came forwards and wouldn't shut up, and I told people, report it to the Globe. They put a gun to my head, and I still wouldn't shut up. The next day, my first horse, bad test. Yeah. Did you? Did they ever figure out what, what did you do? Did you serve any time, or did you pay a fine? What was the deal? What was the disposition of that case? There was no. If there was one that they kicked me out of racing for a couple of years. That was it. They knew what it was. It was a clembuterol overage. A clip. Yeah, we have a 
clenbuterol, not overage. They didn't have clenbuterol. They spiked the horse, and they know they did. Because I wouldn't go and cover up what I've uncovered with the union. See, corruption in horse racing has been rampant. But the thing that blew up corruption, it was you could fight this. It's when corporate America, the casinos of the world, united with the corrupt. It showed them wire services and offshore gaming. The same $5,000 horse at Penn National where you couldn't bet 200 bucks, and today you can't bet 200 bucks. What if they could bet 10,000 at 10 to 1? Do you think it might just attempt the corrupt who was doing it for crumbs before? That's what's going on. And you know what they're doing with this great wealth? They're buying your politicians and your judges and your courts. Now, I haven't disappeared. If you watch stateofcorruption.org, you see me pulling them together. My attack on Penn National is because they are organized crime. And they have brought these officials. The mayor of Harrisburg, the 30...
world, right? What What is your view? What is your How would you define selective prosecution? Important to children and women. Define children and women. Selective prosecution. Well, selective prosecution is very easy. They're not going to go after the the guy who robbed, took a hundred dollars out of the bank. They're going to go after somebody who like like a woman, like a man, like ill, like you know. They're going to go after the everyday people. Or they should go after. Them. They should, but they don't. They go after the two hundred and fifty dollar right person in Dorchester, Massachusetts, that robbed the convenience store instead of going after the George Navarro's or who we'll get to.
Saudi Arabia is now doing the bomb. Yeah. And what's going on with that? What's going on with Jared Kushner? So that was the interesting story to me. So the first part of Jason Kerr's story is clear. He was born in West Virginia. His family's in the whole system. And the whole system was a very nasty law, a lot of underworld things, a lot of underworld things going on. Now, you say, whoa, how do you think Kushner and NFL daddy? Did well. The NFL was founded by people who still to this day own uh, racetracks in our part of this that world. Now, somebody was direct president of that world was Daniel Snyder. What did Daniel Snyder say? He said, "Owners are a bunch of robbers." <laughs> right? I mean, the Daniel and Daniel Snyder getting kicked out of the league and the forcing him to sell the team. Why? So that foundation, right, that the basic service grew up in, if you see in the story, it's your reaction to that. That foundation is just, you know, that's beginning to get to where it It's it's basically born into it. So, you know, you're born and your parents are your dad is a, a force. Whatever force is it, but even if it's force based, football, baseball, basketball, you know, work in your house, whatever. You're going to gravitate toward that because that's all you basically know. So Jason Service grew up in his own force race. That's why he gravitated toward it. And I'm sure his father cheated a little bit. Right. So that's so we know. And then it's, it's who you know once you get into it. Right. Right. That you, that gets you into it. So I'm going to read to I want to know your reaction to this. Uh, I'm going to read to you and it's an easy horse play. I read a lot about this, but these guys kind of went in and really got to the heart of it. And I'm sure now if you listen to the podcast and you're listening to that, I'm That's how you moderation is. Absolutely. Even though they have a podcast. Uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yep. So we're flattered. This is Okay, Jason. Okay. Jason, this, the title of this is Jason Service. Struggles to become a little frustrated. Little frustrated, hard to serve the race workers with targeting because it takes years to reach a high quality skill. Such was the case with Jason Service, brother of John Service, the creator of Sweaty Jones. Jason nearly discovered that Jane Winters sparked music. Well, Service did not do bad for new trainers. He was able to reach his seventh figures in earnings in his fourth week in 2004, just three years after taking out his license. But before that, he was rumored to borrow his brother's death. So he decides at this point that he wants to get a license, being in it for 20, 30 years. Not many trainers can say that. With his early success, he must have known something to get the same success.
right. did all this come to a head and what's going on with him, right? So I recently looked at some earlier reactions. Yeah. Gary and Mary West, right? That's your name. Took a camera service and decided to send in their phone. Maximum security. 2019. Reading the post the promises of the winning of Florida jury, maximum security to the funding in place on the Kentucky Derby Trail. So maximum security is a twelve thousand dollar course ended up selling for I think about twenty it ended up being about a twenty million dollar course. Great investment for Gary and, and Mary. And Jason Service and his entourage, now he has an entourage. So he was born in Western, Western Virginia. And the fourth place in the world, business administration, now he has an entourage. He's protecting the maximum security. He went to start it again. Now, what these guys are missing, guys, is the service brought him forth before tomorrow, which is the next <laughs> Before tomorrow, at hand. On the court, Philadelphia, Bob Bassett. <laughs> All right. So I'll finish this paragraph and let me know what you think. This were those that convicted because of the counter of the scene. Uh, they referred doubtful that the trainer had primarily been really working on small circuits. Even if you get small circuits, they have an outdoor. How does that happen? Yeah, the right. Keep going. I'll, I'll, Should start going to 
what is going on here? How is this for us? We can raise money, money, or whatever. Number two, basic service is in West Virginia. All of a sudden, you have to walk around. Nobody in the horse racing industry all of a sudden.
come back, huh? <laughs> <laughs> can't lose. He has to that work. Look at that explosion.
small fishing response so to speak. So guess what? You you better make sure that you have all your bases covered with all your, your traps. You know, they can't recover it. And he didn't do it. Well if he had covered it, they're letting it go because they're paid off. Yeah. The FBI yeah. has no jurisdiction in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Well, what about quit in your head?
what he did. And it, it was rampant now. I will say this. The drug uh, protocol has shifted a lot in the horse racing industry. So it's not as rampant as it used to be, but it still is out there. Well, because remember, what you guys start to just now was a fake glandulol to smash. And we'll get into this. I'll get to another podcast today. The lab. The lab was Kentucky, and the Kentucky Derby they were fired. Why were they fired? That was this lab fired from this new lab. What is the new technology to discover the fake glandulol for the world? We'll get into that. But again, it's functional, right? Because last year, I, I sent you a message. Hey, the 601 horse comes from blah, blah, blah farm, owned by Bob Baxter. Yeah. That's how we get a 601 last year. We had 601 last year. It became the third. Right. It third? Yeah, it became the second or third. Yeah, we said we want to put a show going on. We came back to the field. Yeah. You don't have to give actually big words. Well, you see, excess, the blah, blah, blah. We'll talk to you about excess. So, you know, we just play some bit. Yeah, yeah, come on. You go to the track, it doesn't matter. The Lindostronic is going to get a cut. Yes, that will come up. And she just purchased the Preakness. So, before the Preakness, we'll do the, the podcast on uh, Julian Sherman, the new proud owner of the Preakness Stakes. Hey, if you want some wings now, I got the Preakness Stakes. Yeah, I'm just one out of three. Yeah, okay. In the interview to record the previous week, I asked him, the owner of the previous week, and we'll get into the Nostradamus situation. You don't have to pay anything to keep earning money because you give it out, all you can do is They have fun, it's a good week. A collaboration, but it's very interesting the collaboration with the horses. You can send us messages and stories and stuff like that, and I'll start reading some of this out. Well, you don't have to pay anybody any money. Winston Churchill said, you make your living from your labor, but you make your life from what you do. Thanks for listening to the SEC podcast. Recording stopped.